Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. Around the Horn. Uh, Kevin, let's see if you can satisfy Snoring Bob, by the way, from our <laughs> Asher Record Service Company life in feedback. Yawn, grumble, bore, bore, snore. Suddenly... Wake up, grumble. Come on, Mr. Rainwater. We have one of the biggest basketball games in the Muslim as the program is hanging in the wind and you open with South Carolina <laughs> Athletics and continue with the Pro Bowl. Take nap. Nap, grumble, snore, snore. So some chores. Hanging night, night. in the wind? Wow. Hanging in the wind. Goodness gracious. Well, if both teams weren't sixteen and seven, it may get a little bit more attention, but neither team is right. Well, Kentucky may be ranked in, some, in one of the 19 polls, but yeah, these are teams that are playing for a 7 through 10 seed and hoping to get higher right now. It's a middle-of-the-pack SEC game at the moment. Yeah, it's bigger for Razorback fans and for the Razorbacks because it can make a statement towards the rest of the season, especially with these young guys, but that's where they're at as a program right now, and that's where this game is. It's not Super Bowl Sunday in 1993, guys, or 94. So that's or, that's just my 95. thoughts on the situation. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. But it's it's but it's still a big game, Arkansas, Kentucky. It's yeah. a big deal when they play each other. So we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, we have talked about it a little bit. In fact, Randy was talking about their three point shooting and all that. But that's okay. Um, yeah. You know, again, the game's on at eight o'clock tonight, and we'll all look forward to listening and watching. Some some will watch, and yeah, I like the picture up and. The great thing about listening to Chuck and Matt is you know what happens before you see what happens. And so if, like, Kentucky's going on a run or something, you don't have to look at it. You can just listen, <laughs> you can just listen to the game. And if Arkansas is going on a run, then you're anticipating something really good happening before it happens. So you want to watch. That case. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, Kevin, the widely awaited – uh, it's been asked about multiple times uh, before we talk about the battle, if you will, that's ongoing position-wise with this Arkansas Razorback baseball team. But we found out, minus the schedule for Flow Sports, but uh, the SEC Network combined with ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and SEC Plus is not listed on here but we do now know what will be the, quote, 2023 SEC baseball television schedule. Arkansas is slated in 10 games for national television in 2023, starting with the series against LSU on March the 24th. That will be a, I guess all these games are listed Eastern time, I'm not, I don't see that on here, but I'm, that's what I'm going to assume. Uh, March 24th at LSU, ESPN2, March 25th at LSU. Uh, that'll be a noon start, SEC Network, March 26th at LSU. 
that will be a noon start on the SEC. I'll make that uh, ESPN, too. I won't go through the rest of the schedule. But uh, pretty much Arkansas starting off conference play uh, with the LSU Tigers on March the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Yeah, what a way to start off conference to get the number one team in the nation on the road and a chance to make a statement. We've seen Dave Van Horn teams throughout his tenure go down there and sweep them. Uh, a couple of years ago when Arkansas was on their run to winning the SEC, uh, won two games and then got beat in the third game, and it wasn't even close in the second game. So uh, you never know what can happen at LSU. Of course, they got Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan. Dylan Cruz is widely regarded as the top prospect in the nation, uh, preseason player of the year on multiple outlets. Uh, plus, they got the transfer portal. They got Paul Steens. Uh, from out west, he's a uh, I call him a dual threat because we've been talking football so much. But he's a two-way guy. He can hit, hit, hit 318, 11 home runs last year. Then they had the freshman of the year, Tommy White from NC State, come over, play third base in DH. He hit 27 bombs last year. Of course, he hit 12 the first week. So uh, big lineup. What are they going to do on the mound? We'll see. Grant Taylor, Evan Taylor's younger brother, uh, will be on the mound for them possibly in a weekend role. So. Uh, that Paul Skeens will be on those on that weekend rotation as well. So great start. You get it on ESPN two, two out of those three games. And then you look at some of the rest of the schedule. Tennessee uh, comes to Fayetteville uh, the weekend of April fourteenth. Uh, that game will be on SEC Network. Texas A and M is the other series where more than one game will be shown. Texas A and M, of course, took it to Arkansas last year, uh, April twenty seventh through the twenty ninth. Arkansas gets to return. A favor at home this time. And with that game being late in the year, you can bet SEC West will be up for grabs and seeding um, going into the conference tournament. I'm looking at these times, and I can't, I can't see on here where it's stated whether or not this is Eastern time or if these are Central time. It doesn't. The one I got is Central. They're so Eastern 7 p.m. Oh. Yeah. 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 Well, the, well, yeah, the 7 p.m. is is Central Time. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, if you, if you go to hogbeat.com, we, we got a, the list of 10 games right there in the road for you. You right. can check it out. What time and what network. And I think, Randy, the one you got from the SEC office, those are all Eastern Times. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, it, it does clearly state that. I one think. of those games is a 10-in-the-morning game. Oh, 11 a.m. against Texas A&M, yeah. Is that 11 Central that's, time? or Okay, if that's a Central. Yeah, 11, that's 11 Central. Well, that's early. I bet SEC Network does a doubleheader that day. <laughs> okay. They might. It. It'd have to be a 3 o'clock game. Yeah, okay. Yep. All right, Kevin, how much do you believe through the, what, three scrimmages so far, how much do you believe has been decided so far in regards to positions Kendall Diggs by the way after that rugged start he's been tearing the cover off the ball um absolutely yeah you see most if not all of the positions now starting to kind of fall in place yeah we've really seen separation over the they had two last weekend and of course weather up in northwest Arkansas pushed everything back they were able to go Sunday and Monday uh the past couple of days so uh, everything is set and it would be very unsurprising if you look out there on the 17th against Texas in Arlington if Tavian Justin is not leading off in center, Peyton Stovall's back in second, 
played second. Uh, third, Caleb Callie, who has been the offensive MVP so far in preseason workouts. He's likely to play third and hit third. And then you got Slavin playing first, Jared Wagner playing left, batting fifth, Chase Borson playing right, uh, batting sixth. And then you'll have Hudson Polk, John Bolton, uh, and then your DH will probably be batting seventh with uh, Polk and your uh, Hudson Polk's catching, excuse me, and then your DH down there along with John Bolton. So seven, eight, nine, you'll have DH, Bolton, and then Polk. So the DH is the one that's up for grabs right now. They keep rotating guys in and out. Uh, Hunter Grimes, the JUCO transfer from Eastern Oklahoma, was in there the other day. Um, ben McLaughlin has been one that's been in there. He's hit very well through the first four games. Kendall Diggs has been hitting the ball really hard. Of course, he's been playing outfield with the second group, but Coach Van Horn sat down with uh, Kendall and told him, like, look, this is where you're going to play in pro ball. We've got to get you ready for that. Now, just because he's been starting with those guys on the second unit doesn't mean he won't crack the lineup. So you got the possibility of him being in there as a left-handed hitter against righties, but the, Coach Van Horn does have the luxury of having a few guys that he can rotate in and out there. Defense at third is questionable right now, and that's the one thing that concerns me a little bit. Caleb Cowley is going to play because he hits, but he's not the best defense at third baseman. McLaughlin's had some uh, good good plays over there, not as smooth as he'd like to be, but Jason Jones is the freshman that everybody's been talking about towering home runs as a right-handed hitter. He's in that conversation as well for the designated hitter. So uh, the D8 spot, we'll see, but it wouldn't surprise me if you see a McLaughlin or Kendall Diggs uh, against Texas. Kevin, is we always think of Peyton Stovall as being a hitter deluxe. Never talk about his glove. What kind of glove? Uh, is Peyton Stovall, he's now supposedly at the position in which uh, is his favorite position, second base, but what kind of defender is he? He's really smooth, and I got to watch him you know, when we were growing up. Play. He played for five-star national and out of Louisiana. They were a national squad that played the national schedule. We played against them at, uh, at Perfect Game. Uh, WWBA tournament, the big 350-team tournament. And he looked really smooth. Now, you're not going to get out there and look and you know, think Robert Moore is the second coming out there because Robert Moore was a man with a man by himself. He was a gold glove second baseman. Now, Stovall is smooth. He's got a, he's got a good arm. It's not it's not Jalen Battle strong. That's why he's at second base right now. Uh, but he can make all the plays. He, he's bucked up some, and that's really good for him because he's going to be able to be durable going through the season because there's a lot after the second baseman in this defense. They're the, they're the co-captain after the shortstop on that defensive side of the ball. And I do believe they get taken out now and then on runners trying to break up a double play. Hang on, Kevin. That is Kevin Bohannon around the horns. Thanks again to the Witt family dealership. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. 
Well, you were there on my screen, and now you're gone. So I'm hoping you are on the app. Is that the case, Kevin? Kyle on B. <laughs> Good. Okay. Yep. We're back. We're we're back in business. Um, there we go. You kind of, you kind of went over the lineup a few moments ago, and the one hold that is defensively, as you mentioned, is at third base. Do you see? And, and maybe Dave Van Horn is kind of advising us up front, giving us advance notice. Don't be surprised to see. Brady Slavens at third base. You know, you see some of the things that Coach Van Horn does within a game, and you wonder what it means. Is there something to it? Is there a grand scheme that he's coming up with? And he has started Slavens over there at third and put Callie in the DH spot, McLaughlin at first base. So he has the luxury to do that. That's something he hasn't had the luxury to do. Of course, he had Caden Wallace who's an all-SEC third baseman the last couple of years, so or last year, and, of course, he played right field the year before. He hasn't had that luxury. So it's good to have depth. It's good to have options. You know, when you mix Kendall Diggs in the situation, he's a lefty, uh, but he's going to play corner outfield. And Diggs is going to hit at some point this year. We, we know that. that this coaching staff is really high on him. So whoever can – whoever's the best fit over there and gives them the best defense, I think sticks. And that allows you to rotate those guys back and forth. And a lot of guys, coaches, scouts, they'll lump these guys in. Are they a middle infielder, corner infielder, corner outfielder? You know, they're interchangeable at times. You know, you saw Robert Moore and Peyton Stovall. They came up as shortstop through the, you know, prep ranks. And then they got to college and moved to second base. Brady Slavin started at shortstop, moved to third, went to first played outfield some so he's not it's not mars to him over there it's not an alternate planet so he, he can play it i think he will get the shot too if it's just that bad over there they're going to put the guy that gives him the best chance to win uh kevin talk about the pitching this is something that coach van horn is raved about raved about raved about uh one concern and i think it's Better be safe than sorry, as the old saying goes. But right-handed pitcher Jackson Wiggins, he skipped his scheduled start right. due to soreness. According to Matt Hobbs, pitching coach, very precautionary. A little bit behind the other guys, then he tried to go and got some soreness. So is that a concern, Kevin, Jackson Wiggins? You know, I, I don't think so. And we talked about this last year the last couple of years, Jackson didn't have a, a huge workload in, in the high school ranks. Travel ball, he was a reliever. He would come in. I think the most he ever threw for us was like five innings, and that he was just on the best I've ever seen him at that point. Uh, and I think he only threw 60 pitches over those five innings. So when he was getting stretched out to seven and eight innings at some point, he, at some point there may be a little soreness, especially with the velocity that he's at. I don't see anything to be alarmed about right now. I've talked to him. He's fine. Uh, so they're, they're being very, very cautious with it right now because they're looking at the big picture in the long haul. Now, the fortunate thing is you've got some guys that can step in and not say you'll miss a Jackson Wiggins, but you got Hunter Holland, who's a top 100 MLB prospect going into this year. Uh, 6'5", lefty, 92-94. Uh, that's really good that you can put in there. So I would look at Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland, Will McIntyre. McIntyre threw yesterday. He went longer than any starter has in the scrimmages. He went 
He went into the fourth inning. Cody Adcock threw three innings the other night. He looked really good. The trans, he was a Ole Miss, goes to Crowder, now he's at Arkansas. So, uh, you got four guys right there that I'm sure Coach Van Horn, he wouldn't have an issue giving it to any of those four. But it looks like Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland, Will McIntyre are going to be your starters that weekend. Is Will McIntyre going to be the Friday night guy? I mean, it looks like he's, he's positioned himself to be the ace of the staff. He could be. And the fact, the, the reason Coach Van Horn loves him so much is he throws strikes. You know what you're going to get out there. And he's been in big situations. He came in through against Auburn in the College World Series last year. So he, he was unheard of until the last half of the year. Then he threw 48 innings. And down the stretch, he was that guy that you could really rely on to go out there and get you six, possibly seven innings, get through the lineup twice, and hand it over to the bullpen. So uh, I think it's between him and Hagan Smith right now. It just depends. You got a second year guy who's going to, who's projected to be a top two round draft pick, or you got the guy that's been, uh, been the stable in the Arkansas program who has seen his ups and downs, and now he's one of the top pitchers on the staff. So, if they want to go with experience, uh, the ability to go out there and get five or six innings, they may go with McIntyre, but it wouldn't surprise me if they go with Smith either. Is a wild card on this pitching staff, and I'm trying to use it, uh, not purposely, but I'm about to use it all the time in this segment, but I have so many questions. Dylan Carter, by way of uh, Crowder, is this yeah. the X factor either as a – Midweek starter, or could he be an X factor coming out of the bullpen? This young man throws hard. Yeah, he does. And Dylan came in and he ended up redshirting last year. Uh, wasn't a part of the rotation, whether coming out of the bullpen or uh, wasn't going to get any innings. So coming into this year, how is he going to respond? Came out, he threw four innings yesterday. Now he gave up five hits, but in two runs, but they were unearned runs. So. Looking at that, uh, it's good to see him perform at a high level against the starting lineup. And Brady, he came in in relief of Brady Tigert. His first two innings went three up, three down. He six up, six down through two innings. So I think Dylan is going to be on the back end uh, in that bullpen. Uh, Jake Faraday's another arm to look at. And I think the, the freshman that's going to get the most innings and Coach Van Horn says you're going to see a lot of him is Gage Wood out of Batesville. Uh, he got roughed up a little bit yesterday, but he hasn't given up. He's giving up rinky-dink hits, Texas leaguers, weak contact, mm -hmm. and they're just finding the spot. So uh, Gage is going to get some time back there. Uh, all the righty freshmen, Kristen Fouch, Ben Bybee, Gage Wood, they're all 92, 93 plus, and that's really big. Sean Fitzpatrick, Parker Coyle, those are two guys. They're lefties. They've uh, thrown two or three times during these scrimmages so far. They've got a little ways to go, uh, but I think they'll be on the back end back there. They're able to help being lefty. Uh, Austin Ledbear got some work yesterday, got roughed up, gave up four hits in two innings, and then Jordan Husky, the lefty out, freshman out of Greenbrier. Cooper Dossett, Randy, talk about wild cards. Cooper Dossett's my wild card. I've known Cooper since he was about 14, 15, and he set the world on fire when he threw 100 miles per hour from the outfield at a perfect game showcase. Went through injury during the, uh, during the fall, practice, didn't get to throw very much, but he went two innings yesterday, struck out six, walked two. If he maintains his command, he could be that wild card out of the bullpen. All right. We didn't get to our high school, but we will get to it, I promise. All right, Kevin. Yes, sir. Next we week. Will...
Next week, we will talk with you once again. Thanks to Wood Family Dealerships. Coming up next, Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. At the Stanley Wood Chevrolet and Scott Wood Chrysler Dealerships in Batesville, Arkansas, we know that Arkansas high school and college baseball are as good as they've ever been. Just like our 2022 trucks.